You don't, you, you don't mean, yes. Is it the Kraken? Sorry, I, I like the Kraken. No, no, it's not the crack. It is Kowaddle. Greetings and welcome to Interstice Productions. My name is Tyler X. Kuntz, and you are listening to One Shot Wonders Off Book, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we play improvised one-shot adventures. Everything you are about to hear was made up and totally improvised. The only thing that was pre-generated was our players' characters, which I had only just seen. For those of you who may be new to D&D, it is a collaborative storytelling gaming experience where I, the Dungeon Master, along with the help of my players, create the world and what's in it, and the players get to play in it. They describe what they want to do, we roll some dice, and see if they succeed or totally fail. Now I said this is an improv show, and what do you need for improv? Suggestions! For this episode, I will be using suggestions from our players. But, hopefully, in the future, we will get our suggestions from our live studio audience. Or perhaps our Patreon members. Genre. Let me get a genre from you guys. Beach episode. No. no. <laughs> uh, that is a genre. <laughs> Somebody give me a title of a film, uh, television, or like uh, just some sort of title of a book or anything, or could not be written, could be written. Just I need a title. Mystique and magical oddities. Uh, and give me, and now someone else give me one more title. The pilot. The pilot. And this is uh, and this is one of my favorite suggestions is uh what's something that you wouldn't give your grandma cyanide an aa12 i think i can't say that <laughs> that's good yeah <laughs> <laughs> i heard aa12 uh all right um so these suggestions um might be taken at face value or they actually just might be uh somewhat distilled and and i might derive things from them like the uh sweet fermented alcohol they are uh, and, um, yeah, so while I, uh, go with these suggestions a little bit, and you've heard me talk plenty, let's meet our players. Hello there! Um, I'm currently in my character voice, you'll hear my regular voice later, it's just I'm nervous and tired, so my brain is mushy-mush. Um, I'm Leg Goblin, um, and today I am playing Mason who is a pirate ranger. It's not quite a rogue, but it is a rogue. You know, he acts like a rogue, uh, at least. Um, think something like a, a bootleg Captain Jack Sparrow, I suppose. Uh, he's a guy who goes around causing commotion and usually solving said commotion. He has a legendary constitution for alcohol, not because he has, like, amazing stats or something, um, but he just ends up, luckily, just I just happen to roll nat 20s very often when it comes to his cons. Um, yeah, so often get boons in other games, just for alcohol consumption. Um, he has a habit of making a lot of enemies and friends. Less friends, and the enemies are usually way worse. Um, he has a habit of not dying. Uh, he's impulsive. Um, despite being a dumbass, he's proficient, a proficient team leader, and has good battle strats. Uh, he wants freedom, but he seems bound by duty. Uh, that's him in a nutshell. Hi, nice to meet you guys. My name is Synth. Um, just kind of a voice actress who's sometimes funny. Depends on the day and the minute, the hour. We'll see how it goes this hour. Um, today I'll be playing Blink. They're kind of a non-binary changeling. Their gender depends on what they're feeling at the moment. They're kind of a snarky asshole, but in a well-meaning way. They never actually hope to slight anyone or to make too many enemies, but a few jabs, few punches here of some well-placed jokes or maybe and sometimes insults um, are definitely going to be in store. Um, besides that, their name is Blank because the reason they don't really have a use for their name anymore, or at least the one they were given, and I felt like Blank starting off from a clean slate was much more fitting. Um, just try their best to kind of go with the flow and does, not really looking to be a leader, but we'll just follow wherever they want to. And with that, I will pass it on to... Loft Dominguez, that is me. I will be playing a an Eladrin elf. He is the son of two carpenters, and when he was of age, he decided to become a traveling merchant. But right as he was about to leave, he found something of his dad's past. A chest 
filled with magical items and one book and a diary. In that diary, his dad narrated about how much he wanted to summon one special being, but he never could. Asos, my character, decided that that's what he wanted to do in life. He wanted more out of life. He didn't want to be a traveling merchant. He wanted to be a wizard and prove to his old pops that there was more to life than wood. Hello there. My name's Crosshire, self-proclaimed voice actor, and I'm going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons with these peoples. My character is called Vermak, the Goliath fighter, and all he wants to do is fight strong things and have a good fight. He enjoys breaking things and doesn't like taking orders. So happy to have y'all here today, um, and we're ready to start an adventure. Yay. Chimney sweep in it. The sound of the wind is whooshing throughout your ears as as the tumultuous uh, rhythm of breathing and struggle hits everybody at the same time as they are on the back of a giant red dragon from their previous adventure of battle. And this dragon is badly wounded and bleeding as Crosshire finishes a final blow right into his dome piece. Uh, how does that look, Crosshire? It's like a big old fullback swing like a fucking all the way triggered back boof, straight in the snout just a vermax just screams to hell with you wait vermax we haven't landed yet no what do you mean we haven't landed yet well, we will in a second i'm going to take this dragon down we're meant to be going down that's too fast vermax <laughs> Well, I think you're going to get your wish soon. Ah! The dragon begins plummeting from a horizontal straight position to a very vertical downward position. I would like to be on the ground now. As it falls unconscious and, and screams down towards the ground, coming closer and closer and closer. Uh, everyone, make a constitution check. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to teleport, thanks. These guys are going to die. I'll be fine. Oh, you. Oh, really? Use Misty Step and just avoid it altogether. <laughs> Lamau. Got a 10, but DM... I am going to say that Vermac, just before the dragon makes impact to the ground, is going to jump off with a nice little somersault with an athletics check? Yeah, go for it. That's a 23. Ooh. 23. All right. The imminent doom somehow strikes a chord of fear within you, but it is quickly forgotten and overtaken by your great urge to conquest anything, even your own fear. And you managed to... What, how's it look? Jumps directly off into a little ball, couple of somersaults, lands on his feet, and then like a professional jumper is just like, to arms out. <laughs> as uh, as his feet then plunge into a silky soft sand that is so fluffy he uh, is submerged up to his upper chest. Mason, Mason, you misty stepped it? Yep, I've just misty stepped off to the side before we hit the ground, and now I'm just fine. Yes, and just elegant, so ever so elegantly landed on the ground. Um, and Synth, what did you roll for the con? I got a six, 16. Ooh. All right, yes, you overcome the fear of the, the ground. I, I would probably, as the dragon's falling, just another day, and they're going to take the rule of what you're supposed to do when an elevator falls and just lie flat on their back and just wait for it to thump. Ooh. All right. <laughs> and uh, and Asos, what what uh, what was your role? I believe I will do something different, actually. As I'm screaming my lungs out because I'm falling and I am very scared to die, I remember, oh, I'm an I'm an Eladrid. I got faced up. I'm gonna use that. And you, you, you just 
teleport yourself way safely or, or face step your way. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah, leaving, <laughs> leaving <laughs> to, to her fate, uh, which uh, ultimately is, uh, so all of y'all kind of get to the ground first before there, and what you see before you is a big, enormous body of a red dragon instantly compact the ground and explode into lots of different fleshy bits. Uh, and out from the fleshy bits of this uh, dragon is Synth, just lying completely doused in red blood. You know, you guys should Ooh. really be at least a little more considerate. J- just a bit. One of you could have taken me with you. A thought. Nah, nah, nah. That's not how the magic works. You could have jumped, like, before it hit the ground. I'm sure that would have, like, stopped you and stuff. I jumped off perfectly fine. See, look, he did it. See, yeah. I'm going to put my hands up on the sand and push my torso back out of the sand and then walk over to um, blank and pick them up by the scruff of their neck and just uh, kind no, of no, no, dust I'm, the no, I'm blood good. off them a little bit. Don't touch See, it, no. you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. And then just drop you. Uh, Blank is becoming a red dragon. If I was a red dragon, I would have just flown off. Actually, but... you could put her in her in the water, don't you think? She, <laughs> that would clean up real nice. As uh, you take a moment to take in your serene surroundings, you hear the ocean waves gently flowing, whoosh, and some seagulls calling. Ca- um, <laughs> and there's nothing uh, that seems to be about that, but a sandy beach and maybe some mossy green seaweed that has uh, grown or flown up on the shore. Uh, and your eyes sort of drift to a single uh, dot up on the horizon um, or in the distance. And as you kind of uh, look closer, all of a sudden you realize it's a hut. And out of that hut, the door opens and slams open. And this dwarf comes out and he goes, Oh, yes, good, good. Oh, you have arrived. Ha, ha, ha. I knew it would happen. I knew today was the day. Ah, look, he comes over and he, he, he goes and he greedily shakes uh, uh, Mason's hand. And he goes, Oh, yes, good, 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 good. Yeah, and then he goes over to Asos. He's like, Ah, oh, pleasure, pleasure. Thank welcome, you. welcome. You're just in time, just in time. Yes, come uh, on, come on, come on. We, uh, I like him already. Did we have an appointment? Did, did I miss this part of the schedule? No, but let's pretend that we're related or something. I'm sure he's going to give us things. That's right. I... Do you have any food, small man? I was just making some tea and crumpets <laughs> for your arrival. Oh, crumpets. The hell is a crumpet? Vanak, it's... Don't worry about it. It's, good. it's food. You love it. You'll love it. Is it a type of meat? No. Mm. It kind of is, if you think about it in the way that it is meat. Ah, uh, yes. Don't worry about it too much, Verma. Mm, very well. We shall go to this small thing's house. Right you are, right you are. Come, 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 come. He, co- he brings you over to his uh, his hut, and the, the door is very much dwarf-shaped, but he, he comes through, he goes through, and then he, he waits a moment. Six is back. Oh, are you coming or what? Yeah, Mason strolls along. I duck a little, but I I get in just fine. I, I become dwarf size for like a moment to get through the doorway, and then I reform back into my just regular lanky self. Uh, should bl- should blank wipe themselves off, just their everything off before they go inside? I mean, that's little... that's fair. I was told it's not good manners to bring dragon blood. Oh, no, don't house. you dare touch yourself. Don't worry. Wasn't I... planning on it. <laughs> no, 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 no. This That's part of the process. Yes, 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 yes. We need you to, in tip-top shape. You will be the navigator, as it was foretold. Uh, you step into the hut, and it's just, um, uh, it, there's just trinkets all over the place, like things, baubles hanging from the ceiling, uh, strange uh, little um, sort of machines and clockworks, and, and now that you're getting a, a good look at the dwarf, you see he's got kind of these, like, steampunk glasses and a little top hat uh, and uh, he he appears to be some kind of artificer and he goes uh, yes yes uh, this my name is Dooley Dooley Gooley Dooley Gooley Booley and I am going to save the world with your help Vermac's going to enter by just breaking a bit of the door as he kind of comes on in, bends over, and then being the size he is, all those little trinkets you just described, accidentally smashing them with his head, being like, oh, bloody hell! There's a lot of little things around here, isn't there? Oh, Varnak, maybe 
Maybe crawl? <laughs> crawl, maybe. Crawl. <laughs> I think crawling is good. Uh, what do you mean, crawl? <laughs> I, I heard ducking is fun. Oh, God. Maybe there should be less uh, stuff in here. Uh, uh, no. And he goes, ah, yes, tall one. You can see more than anyone else can with your height advantage. Now come here. He he, And he manages to, to traverse your body and grab your head and, and try to pull you. Do you have a beard? I do. Yeah, he grabs you by the beard and kind of gently pulls you down along with him as he floats down. Uh, look, look, look. And he pulls you over to this little viewing glass uh, that appears to be to like a giant telescope. And as you look through, uh, you can see the the moon and and on the moon there seems to be a, a strange uh, sort of circle uh, of uh, of like moon uh, all you can assume moon rocks I guess I mean the rocks on the moon and they're in a circle uh, and then he goes ah what do you see what do you see I see the big round thing that's usually at the sky at night. Yes, yes. Now, now let's st- take a step back. He, he goes and he switches some levers, uh, and uh, and and all of a sudden it zooms from real close to to going real like a. a just back it just more is in view and what you then notice is that the moon is actually slowly moving and coming like towards the earth yes yes and now and now uh, it seems to be coming towards us yeah, yeah, yeah i can see the big ball in the sky at night is coming towards us he looks over his shoulder at the others and goes hey guys that big ball thing in the sky at night is is coming it's coming down it's coming towards Bernard, us. I didn't think you had anything to drink today. There's no way that the moon can be moving. He pushes Vernak aside and just looks at the uh, glass themselves. Oh. Oh my gods. Wait, wait, I want to see. Please. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. And then he, he goes and he, he adjusts uh, things a little bit. And he he, he presses a lever and the, the telescope just like gets a little bit taller. Uh, and then he uh, says, all right, go ahead. <laughs> Ooh, very creepy laugh, but I will still look at it. I walk up to the telescope and rest my eye holes on it and sure enough you you see uh what everyone's been describing before you uh, the moon indeed is picking up speed and heading straight for for uh ev- you everyone <laughs> there's no way uh and as asos pulls away from the telescope he's got a uh, um a black ring around his eye <laughs> i got you good <laughs> Wait, wait, oh. what, what you got? <laughs> no, 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 you look great. You look great. Uh, uh, no, nothing, Some, nothing. It's just... There's something yeah. on my face, isn't there? No, what? no it's no. about the moon. You're as dashing as ever. We'll give you that idea. All right. I just, I just play. Yes, you're, you're great. Don't worry about it. It'll never wash off. All right, everyone, come, come, sit, sit, sit. Uh, we got tea and crumpets. Mason sits down hesitantly for some tea and crumpets. As I said, I am dooly gooly bully. And I am the pilot. You there, yes, you. As I said, you will be the navigator. What am I navigating exactly? Ah, yes. Uh, he, he hops up out of his seat and throws aside all the tea and crumpets. I was going to eat that. And he goes over to this big thing under a tarp. And he goes, oh, hang on. One second, just a little bit of oil here and there. Take care of that squeaking. All right, here we go. And he pulls the curtain. And you see this big, giant amalgamation of different scraps of metal that seem to be barely hung together. And there's, like, some eye holes uh, in the front. I mean, it it's, it's somehow uh, takes up the whole back end of the hut, which now appears to be back... Uh, Bigger than than before than you would think was possible is somehow bigger on the inside and it's a uh, giant fish shape. Oh, it's a giant fish! It's so cool. This doesn't answer my question of what I'm navigating. You can't possibly mean. Yes, this is our vessel. You are my crew, and we are saving the world. Uh, I mean, I'm busy. You're busy? Wait, uh, yeah. I. I checked the tea leaves. It told me that you would come on the wings of a dragon. I mean, it did say we would come. Did it say we would stay, though? Did it say we would... Oh, come on, Mason. I'm sure we can save the world. What's the plan? Am I going to punch the moon? Can I punch it? Into little bits. Come on, Mason. Yeah, Mason, I want to see what this fish is about. Uh, We actually need that moon for a few things. Please don't. Who cares about it? I want to see what this fish is about. Yeah, let's just go on the fish. Yay! Can't hurt. No, no, no. <laughs> Reluctantly, Blank is getting dragged along. 
I call it the Violet Hook and Homunculus. Oh, that sounds lovely and inviting. This man is a genius. Yes, yeah. indeed. Well, we have no time to spare. Everybody in. Everybody in. I, okay. Is there room for Vonak, considering that he didn't fit in the entirety of this building? Ah, uh, one second. He goes inside, uh, and then all, all of a sudden, there's a giant ex- not uh, contained explosion out of the top of the hatch. And then you see him hop onto the top of the fish. He pulls out of his bag a, a, a like, hugely large dome that, like, how, how did it get it? How could it even fit in there? But he pulls it out. He pops it on top. He wiggles his fingers, and a little bit of sparks and magic come out. And it's and it's now adhered to the top of the fish in front of, like, where a, the fin of the ship is. And he goes, ah, there, standing room. Ah, uh, that's... that's- oh, I do like standing. Uh-huh. It inspires confidence. Should we get some rope just in case? He'll be you know, fine. He might fly off. His shoulders will get stuck before he gets out. <laughs> Let's do this before we end up breaking more things. Great. So you all uh, enter the ship and you see very rudimentary kind of levers and, and controls. There's a, a there's a spot that's most forward and front uh, facing, uh, out, and you can see out the fishy eye holes. Navigator, that's your seat there, 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 yes, mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, big guy, you're up behind me. Uh, I have the pilot seat right behind the navigator. Uh, you stand there, tell me if anything's coming. And then the other two, you use your poom-poom pow or whatever to blast anything that might come our way. Uh, a poom poom pow. What 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 particularly are you referring to? Well, uh, you Mason have a giant uh, harpoon there. You got a harpoon gun, and uh, and ooh, you yes yes, Asos. You are going. Uh, you have the magic within you. You just use your 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 tiddly winks to l- spill and splink the blood of those that would attack us. I will assume tiddly winks. Is my fingers, so uh, I'll I'll figure it out. Yeah, I think I can do that. But I get so curious that I start rummaging around the the fish, though, because I'm really interested. What's inside this place? Roll a investigation check. Gotcha. Are we robbing the fish? Well, he didn't say that he'd pay us for this job. We have to get something. That's a good point. I'm gonna look around. Okay. Keep him. Keep him busy. Like. Let's talk to him or something. Um, so, how did you build this amazing craft? I'm sure you could talk about it for hours. Oh, yes. I just, I went and I, I scrounged some scrap from a nearby deserted village. And then there also happens to be an abandoned mine. Yet, I know the tricks of where to look. Yes, I found some diamonds and I was able to use those into fine powder to encrust and then superimpose and heat to help bind things together. And then I use the power of water. When superheated, it it creates this vapor. You see, you see, you've seen. Yes, and it goes through the pipes and it powers the system. Right, so there's... That, and of course, magic. And where were you certified? What's certified mean? Great. So everyone, if you rolled something, let, let me know what it was. Uh, not 20, 21. <laughs> 20. Uh, yeah, you can you can see that, like, things are very patchworked together. There's weird, like, cogs and machinery. Um, there appears to be something for brewing tea. But uh, if you're more looking for sort of, like, valuables, uh, there is indeed, like, in at the seams of things, there is, like, diamonds, uh, bits within parts of these machineries and and whatnot and and various uh there's still lots of other baubles and trinkets and there's some musical instruments built into the sides of the walls and there's like a drum station um and uh there is that harpooning station that he that he described and and whatnot and um other than that uh you don't there's not much more to tell drat investigation I roll a four plus six, so I come out to a ten. Yeah, you you know you see things, uh, and you're like, that's <laughs> neat. <laughs> you have eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as anything val, nothing looks valuable to you though. You could not, you could not discern if something would would be of any worth or whatnot. While Esso is looking around, 
Vermac is going to take a moment to just kind of lean over and be like, Oh, yeah, so, are you all right? I'm, I'm kind of sad. I can't find anything. <laughs> There's nothing fun. Uh, well, I, m- I meant more about the whole someone punching you thing. Oh. Did, did one of our guys or this new guy punch you? Because your eye is black like that time I punched Mason straight in his right eye. Oh, no. And it was black. Has anyone else here punched what? you? I noticed it recently. What? Oh. I, I touch my face and I go to a reflective surface. Oh, I'm going to get that little gnome. Oh, it was a gnome. Do you want me to punch him back for you? No, no, no. That's fine. I'll, Are I'll you take sure? care of this. Don't, don't worry. Uh, I don't think he would survive a punch from you. I, I'm not looking to kill him. I, I'll find all a way. Right, right. Don't worry about it. Everyone, roll a dexterity save. Okay, we're gonna die. All right. Loggers, <laughs> seventeen. That's a twenty-three. I got a one. <laughs> the difference is enormous today. I got an eight. Plus three is eleven. I got a critical fail. Critical failure. All right. There is an explosion as the roof is just flown off of this this hut. Uh, and f- as that happens, the whole ship shakes and tosses about, and everyone manages to find their footing, except for Vermac, who just miraculously somehow it, it stumbles foot over foot and, and sort of trip yourself. You end up in a backwards tumble. You pinball around the ship, bouncing back and forth, and and then are tossed out of the cargo door uh, just in time to see a large air ent- el- elemental shove its face right into yours and and howl. Everyone roll initiative. We're back. Uh, you know hamster wheels. I imagine Mason just ran inside the ship like a hamster wheel because it was spinning. <laughs> Starts running. Just been standing that entire time. I, I knew I knew we should have tied him down. I told you uh, guys. You have a point. I got a twelve. Okay, I got a solid eight. I got a nineteen. I got a three plus a three. That's a six. Uh, Dooley uh, jumps up and he goes, "Oh, they're they're trying to stop us. Those those bastards. They're not going to get their way." Uh, quickly, man your battle stations! But the air elemental is going to slam with a force of energy against Vermac. Ooh, snaps. Um, and got a, uh, crit success. Um, nice. For, uh, and slams you with a, a force of, en- whirlwind force of energy for 28 damage. Lovely job, Blank. And it, Blank, it would be your turn. God damn it, Vermak. And Blank is gonna run to the back, and as they run, they unsheath their sides from their back and twirl it around their hands, and uh, as it twirls, it cuts their forearm as they imbue their scythe with crimson right. I will take 1d6 damage. Cool, I got a 6. Great. And now every strike that I do with my scythe has an additional 1d6 as you see it kind of glow at the blade. And I'm going to take two precise swipes at the head of the air elemental. Try to get him off there, Mac. Um, first hit. Ooh, a 12. Oh, that's not going to do it. Oh, second one, dirty 20. Yes, that'll definitely hit. All right, so as I miss, I kind of whiff the first one and I sweep too low and I get its little tail almost getting Vermac. Uh, sorry, buddy. And then I go up for another one and do seven damage plus two. So I do nine damage overall. Ah, awesome. The air elemental cowers back in rage. It is the second. There's two air elementals. I mentioned that, didn't I? I don't know, but... And this one is going to go and try and attack the ship directly. For 15, it's... It's... Wasn't able to build up enough momentum. It, it gathers its sort of force and, and swirls it up and blows it, and it, it doesn't seem to pass the ship's defenses. Mason, it is your turn. All righty then. Mason, having just kind of ran out of the ship. Oh, that's a that's a, that's that one. One of those wind thing. Oh, all right. Is it on the ground? Is it at ground level? It's like about like five feet in the air. They're just kind of like yeah. they're hovering and stuff. Yeah. So it's reachable. All right. Yes. I'm going to, as a bonus action, first of all, use my planar warrior ability. So um, creature I can see within 30 feet. Next time I hit it, um, all my uh, damage is force damage. 
and it will take an extra 1d8 damage from the attack. Um, I assume so long as it hits. I'm going to roll my two attacks on this man. Mason runs up, unsheathing his what seems to be a broken longsword, spinning it in one hand backwards, inverted grip with the other forwards with his short sword. He sprints up towards this guy, sprints up, does a little bit of a flippity dip, goes to attack twice with both of his swords with a 9 to hit and an 11 to hit. Not very good. <laughs> oh, that's not going to do it. The air elemental, as you're about to hit and uh, make contact, just sort of disperses into air and, like, like blinks out and then and then forms again and then manages to just all of a sudden disperse and, and form again uh, as you're just just trying to go at it. Yeah. And Vermak, it's your turn. He's going to pull himself up from the whatever um, dent he'd been forced back into and just spit some blood aside and goes, <laughs> hello, wind man. You're going to make things very interesting now, aren't you? Slams his fists together before running at him and going for a one-two with his fists um, for a double attack. Uh, that is a 15 and a 26. Those are both hits. We're both hit, so one in the right cheek of the air elemental and another uppercut on his chin for uh, seven bludgeoning damage and 13 bludgeoning damage. Then, as a bonus action, he's going to do a gloating monologue where he stands there proudly and goes, that's what you get for simply hitting Vermac. You thought that you were in charge, but really it was me, Vermac, for you stand no chance against me as I was only using a small fraction of my strength. Ah, oh, Vermac's gonna die. And that's my turn. Love that guy. <laughs> Are you trying to fight them or us. <laughs> the air elemental uh, from the impact of your blows and the psychic damage from your gloatful monologue uh, shrieks in fear and just vanishes into nothingness. Essos, it's your turn. Essos. Is the other air elemental still trying to get us? Yes. All right. I get out of the fish. Starload a little stretching session and say, ah, all right, time to make the donuts. So I stretch out my arms, crack my fingers a little bit, and I go and cast Earthbind on the air elemental. All right. Stroke saving through. Not one. All right. So what? describe what happens. As soon as I start casting, the earth below starts crackling open and big yellow chains come out of the ground and bind the air elemental all the way dragging him down to the earth ready for someone else's attack all right uh the air elemental is bound it is blink's turn thanks for the setup asos and they are going to go ahead and just I take two more um sweeps kind of trying to focus on the what whatever they can gather is ahead of this air elemental with their scythe. Uh, you can roll with advantage. Oh my god! First attack oh. with advantage was a twelve. Second attack with advantage is a fourteen. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, there's a, you, <laughs> <laughs> god, extremely. Wait, from, wait, from which way were you kind of approaching this air elemental? Would you say, like, I uh, would have seen, I would have taken the cue from the earthbind and done a running start and try to just come up and slash down with the scythe on from wherever it's chained. All right, yeah, you're as you're you're coming down upon it, it sort of blows a whoosh of of wind and sort of gets you kind of like stuck in a, in a, all of a sudden you're like swooped and your feet come from out under you and next thing you know you're almost in a perpetual endless loop spinning end over end with this like wind current and stuck in the air Black. damn air elementals you having fun there blank no not really don't puke mason it's your turn okay it's mason's turn yeah missed last time not this time come on then Runs up again, 
to this chained little boyo. Having seen that he's chained down, I'm going to try and flank it if I can from behind. Yes, roll with advantage. Ooh, very nice. I'm going to, before I get in, again, use my uh, the planar warrior's ability, and then I'm going to rush him. Having skidded to a semi-halt, I continue my momentum, running up from what I think is behind it, and try to drive both blades in into its back with both blades. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, no. That's, that's a nat oh one, despite God. advantage with the, the first one. Uh, I'm not sure if that's just going to oh. fuck the whole thing, oh then. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, the second one for humor is 17. So oh. that? All right, so here, here's how I resolve that. You you came up with your blade and you're coming to sort of finish the job with the first with the first attack, but you misjudge the the whirling of Blank as she as they are spinning end over end and actually get kicked in the face by Blank. My bad, I didn't mean it. But yeah, you go with that momentum of being kicked in the face, and as you like spin and go with that, like your head turns and you just follow that momentum around and follow up with your your other blade with a to give a precise, deadly blow, and what's it look like? Okay, as I get kicked in the face, like you said, I follow through with it. As it looks like I'm about to turn towards the the floor, having been kind of, you know, just sweeped across my face with a foot, my head snaps back around so I can barely see out of the corner of my eye this air elemental. I sweep my my leg around, as well as my other footing, kind of in a... improvised kind of um, pirouette type thing with a flick of my wrists barely managing to actually hit the thing um, but still hitting it and then keeping my footing just afterwards all right the air elemental burst into air particles and whatnot i drop or am i still stuck in the air you drop uh, and let mason de- make a dexterity save i tell the the air elemental sort off would be the last part, and with a 12 dexterity save. With a 12 check, you catch Blake. Uh, I'm so sorry about the foot thing. It wasn't intentional. Neither is this. Drops you. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's fair. That's You're a fair. bit too heavy, and you fell, and yeah. Ghouli comes out and he's like, "Ah, come, come, come on! We got to go. Times are times are ticking." Okay. More elementals will come if we don't go now. Ah, oh, lovely. Then I'd like to stay. I've got more punching in me. Ah, I shouldn't have said there was more. But Vermac, we're going straight to the source. There will be more battle up ahead. Ha ha ha! You can count on it. Uh, Away we go then. You heard him. Let's move. Okay, let's right, go. Right, right, yeah. going. Glory awaits. You all take your positions, and he goes, Navigator, put, place your bloody palms upon the, the chalice before you. Well, I'm already bleeding, so we're off to a good start, and they'll just put whatever wound they had over it. There you go. All the engines start to whir up and and steam starts to come out of cracks within the vessel inside itself, which is a little alarming and disconcerting, but uh, it's fine. He goes, he goes, ah, he comes up and he's like banging on the side of the thing a little bit. Don't worry, don't worry. This is all normal. And the ship begins to tilt backwards and upwards. Vermac, make a dexterity save. Poor Vermac. <laughs> He's always getting tossed around. Yeah, for a big guy, he gets tossed around the most, doesn't he? Uh, 20. Ah, you brace yourself upon the sides just in time as all of a sudden the uh, huge blast of air and compression comes out of the back of the ship and it goes straight up and you fling. You're going high, high, faster than anything any of you have ever been in before going straight into the sky. And then all of a sudden, all the force is just taken out as you get sort of into orbit. The ship suddenly lulls for a second and everyone kind of like just goes woohoo and it shakes for a second and you get your bearings and he goes aha and he hops and he then pulls a lever and then the back of the ship uh, tail just begins to start like flapping back and forth and suddenly you're all swimming through space up in the in this giant fish and you're heading straight for the moon. Uh, all right. This is where the real battle starts to begin. Uh. 
Yes. Bloody hell. <laughs> and as you're coming to the ship, out of the shadow of the ship, all of a sudden, you you and your fish ship, and, and there comes this giant pirate ship, which, Mason, you recognize as one of those seedy syndicates that you have swindled before, and you owe them money. It, it was them that they, you almost you almost lost your life one time when they, they just almost got you in and, and that one incident where you lost your pinky. Oh, it's them. All right. Uh, uh, Vermeer. You're tall. I'm hiding behind him. All right. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, and, and he goes, all right, all right. It's a spaceship battle. Let's do this. I'm uh, sorry. What? what? We're fighting. All right, let's kill the bastard. This is so cool. As we was being launched into space, DM, was there enough time for, uh, during all of that, a short rest? Just so I can <laughs> jump into it. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead and roll some hit die. And, oh, and, and, and get <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and use uh, all of them. I, I do have <laughs> magic that can heal, you know. Oh, nice. Cool. Yep. I'm good. All right, and this is the the Erdund Syndicate, uh, who's known to be quite involved in the occults, and they are worshippers of, of benevolence, and they seek to bring about chaos and destruction, and they are firing uh, their harpoons. Mm? Battle stations? Gooly bully dooly. Uh, bully, gully, bully, do. <laughs> bully, gully, do. Uh, <laughs> he goes, all right, uh, Vermac, are you ready? As always, what are we doing? He pulls a lever, and suddenly the dome that's like around your head shrinks down to your head size, and then slowly starts to like go, like meld and uh, go over your body, almost like uh, you're being pulled through like bubble gum, just like kind of going over your body, uh, and creating kind of like an impromptu bubble suit of some kind and the next thing you know you are launched out into space towards the ship and he's like excellent mason man the harpoon yep, on it one second yep. skid is over blake it's your job to avoid their attacks what i'm what move the chalice right move right, chalice. right okay fine fine asos use your pow pow blingy blingy magic as we practice we'll do. Uh, everyone roll initiative that's a five. Consistent. Oh my god, guys. Consistent. I also got oh my a god. five. That means an eight. We got eight. Blake, what did you get? A nine. Uh, Vermac? Uh, three. Three. <laughs> Mason? Five. No one got above a ten. No. No one got above eight. No, I got a nine. Thank you very much. Oh, you got it. Oh. <laughs> All right. It is first their attack. Blank, your AC is now the ship's AC. Oh, what? no. Does a 15 hit? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It hits the hall for a whopping two points of damage, but it's going to slowly affect the more it kind of hits and, and whatnot. Blink, it is your turn. You can try and bolster the ship's defenses with your magic. Maybe we can navigate some way. Uh, you know, I'm making this up on as I go. So maybe you can see if anything would translate. Uh, mm -hmm. I need to have some questions about why this is blood powered, first of all. But second of all, I'm glad it is. And yeah, I'll, uh, Blink will just try to infuse their magic and see if they can have their blood kind of wrap around or kind of infused with the ship to bolster it. All up. right. Like, let's say it's another, you're doing like another Crimson Rite. Yeah. All right. And I'll say your Crimson Rite will help add to the ship's defenses as well as attacks. So go ahead and roll your Crimson Rite. A solid three. Three. That's, yeah, there you go. So keep that in mind. Every Everybody that actually uses ship attacks is plus three. Uh, what would the, what do you think this looks like, Blink? I would say that as I'm, again, very concerned that the ship is blood-powered, but hey, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth, and just kind of focus, and they close their eyes, and as the little bits of their blood kind of streamline around the ship, it kind of glows with a bit of celestial energy that kind of wades off or tries to help um, focus the attention of everyone on board. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. Ah, I knew you, I chose you for a reason. All right, uh, and they are going to fire some more rounds of these giant harpoons. 
Uh, oh man, and they're, they're getting good. A, a 20 is going to hit now still for the ship to take eight points of damage. Um, and you guys are still okay, but uh, there's some holes in the fin. The speed is kind of narrowing down. Dexterity checks are going to have a minus one. Asos, it's your turn. Ooh, um, I'm, I'm pacing around. I'm thinking, oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I, I take a second and I look at the ship, at the enemy ship. Can I see the the driver of the the ship? Make a give me a perception check. No, no, uh, I don't care. Investigation or perception, whatever you're stronger at. Perception. I got a ten plus three. That's a thirteen. Thirteen. Yes. Uh, you. Yeah, you think you see the person that would that would be controlling the ship? It, it's it's really like a pirate ship in space. It's it's there's nothing. Sp- different than if it was in the sea it's just in space uh, so there's somebody at the helm gotcha so i think to myself how about i do this i look at him i point at him and i cast sleep oh okay uh so yeah i you roll that uh 21 in total 21. Uh, yes, you you see a figure slump over the helm and then fall to the side, but it pushes the wheel, and suddenly the ship is kind of just churning, and it's going, starting to go end over end. Well, mission accomplished, I guess. <laughs> okay, yes, Mason's turn. Vermac, you're on deck. Mm. Okay. Manning the harpoon. Where's a good spot I can spot to shoot the spot with the harpoon? You, it's sort of like just... It's another little bubble that's, like, outside above where the fish, one of the fins would be. And you can clearly, like, see the other ship uh, is now as it's churning. It's, you got its whole broadside. There's the, the mast there. Uh, is that, does that clarify for you? Yep. All right. Uh, that sounds good enough. I'm going to go for that mast because masts make ships go. Um, go. Yeah. So let's try right. and hit that. Okay. I'm doing some cranks and some... Um, moving some cogs and gears and such to angle it up. We're going to fire the guns. That's a nat, that's just a 20. Uh, you can use uh, any of your attacks as a roll. Any of my attacks as a roll? Oh, that's lovely. Yes. Lovely job. I'll use my longbow since that makes sense. All right, so minus three from that. That will be 22. Yes, that'll that'll definitely hit. Go ahead and describe how how it looks smashing into the master. What, what the scene? Okay. Uh, Mason angles the the harpoon gun so that it is not actually going to hit exactly on. He accounts for the ship probably moving a little bit um, and our ship moving, uh, trying to evade attacks and such um, with the, you know, the swishy fish movements that it has. Uh, tries to get the timing just right. Uh, doing so, shooting it, accounting for the chain, probably lagging behind and slapping against itself, shatters through um, one side of the mast and out into the other side. I'm not sure if that breaks it, but it's in it. You're lodged, you're connected, and they're, they're at even further uh, disadvantage. Now, we go to Vermac. The ship is very fast approaching. You are heading, uh, you are get, about to hit the deck within, like, the next, like, five seconds. He's curled up in a ball, and as he flies towards it and slams in there, he's like, Cannonball! And then crashes into there, and then stands up amongst the mist or smoke from the impact, and they can see that whoever's on the ship, they can see the, sh- the shadow of him. And for fluidity, do you mind telling me uh, what the AC of the gen- general grunts on this ship are? 12. Okay, so I just got a 12, two crits, and an 18. And with that, Vermac is going to grab the first guy, slam his head into the ground. Another guy comes towards him, he butt kicks him in the chest. As another guy comes towards him, he just jabs him in the face. And as the last guy runs at him, trying to do anything, Vermac grabs his face, holds him up, and just goes... (gasps) 
and crushes his skull <laughs> as blood pours oh. down and the body just lands on the floor. And then Vermac <laughs> looks proudly at the other ship, at everyone else, smothered in this blood across his ash grey body. And it's like, yeah! <laughs> did you see that, guys? Okay. Good that job, awesome. Vermac. Good job. Yeah. You, get a th- you get a solid thumbs up. Can he hear us because it's yes, space? Yes. N- now to the moon. And Gulib, he hits a- another lever and it takes off and it just flies past the ship who's who no longer has anybody but a sleeping man at, by the helm. Oh, no. And Vermac, now you suddenly realize that there's a big hose that was attached to the back of you and you are just sort of plucked up off of the ship as the as the fish ship uh, passes and goes o- over to the moon and it flies down and then he flips some switches, hits some levers, some steam flies out, flies out and, and the fish grows feet, uh, little feet that then just like plant as the moon hits, as the ship hits the ground. Everyone kind of ugh, pulls another lever and a giant mechanical hand comes up out of the ship and catches Vermac. And, and then pulls him back down into the ship. And then he turns and goes, Asos, you're up. There, that there is a summoning circle that we just prevented them from completing. Yet, it has, it can still be used. In fact, I think you know who it should be used for. The only thing that could possibly stop the moon from colliding into the earth. You don't, you, you don't mean... Yes. Is it the Kraken? Uh... Sorry, I, I like the Kraken. No, no, it's not the crack. It is Kowaddle. I am going to rub this all over my father's face when I get back. There is no way I'm not telling him this. Is is this real life? Someone pitch me, please. Someone pitch me. Uh, blink, please. Uh, blink, pinches you. Not you, you. Vermac. <laughs> not you, Vermac. Pinches you repeatedly. Ow! Not not so hard. Oh, come on, Kowad. Just all right. Okay. Okay. Okay, I I put my hands out. I stretch. I count to five. I count to ten. How do I do this? I turn to the gnome. You tell me, good boy. <laughs> it's, it's all to you. Have you tried punching it? It often <laughs> works for me. Okay. So... I grab some stuff out of my bag. I It's like wrapped in some cloth, so you can't really see what it is. And I start putting it in the corners of every piece of the summoning circle. North, west, east. And I stand back. I look at it all. Hey. Hey, Blank. Uh, uh I know I've, I, I've asked this a few times before, and it's, it's still kind of weird. Can I have some of your blood? Uh, yeah. Sure. Go for it. Everyone's just using me for my blood nowadays. It's fine. Goes goes and strikes their their forearm and hands it over to you. As this is going on and you're beginning to get the blood for the ritual, you hear from shortly in the distance, well, well, well. And then this hooded figure takes off his his hood and he, he looks over at Mason. He goes, if it isn't little pinky, he holds up this necklace and it's it's Mason's pinky. You. Mm-hmm. I knew I'd find you again someday. I knew you still had it. That's right. I have it under my pillow every night. That's disturbing. All right, give it back then. Come on, you're out. Uh, you're going to have to kill me to get it. Yeah, all right, one second. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to stop that fool from summoning whatever he's doing because benevolence shall reign supreme. It's all roll initiative. 14. A 22. 11. <sighs> I got a 21. Romac, <laughs> if you kill him, stakes on me. <laughs> You mean it? I'll really get some steaks. On me. I'm going to break his spine and drink his fluid. Get my finger back, Vermac. <laughs> Unnecessary, but okay. Asos, it's your turn. You're going to com- just you're going to complete this in 3 rounds and every time you got to come up with a new component to summon the celestial. Uh so what do you do? All right. So, I grab Blank's blood. I put it in the west one. The west uh piece of cloth and I start chanting in Celestial. I say six words in Celestial, and I turn to the rest of the party and say, All right, um, this is gonna take a minute, so please keep that guy and his pinky away from us, please. 
and I continue the chanting. Hey, that's my pinky. Whoever's pinky, just keep him away. And I keep chanting. I'm just in the background going, Uh, he is going to come at Mason. Comes out uh, uh, swinging. He's got two rapiers, and he's he's just uh, coming at you. But he crits with a, a nat one um, as he's coming oh. up for you. Uh, he, uh, you know, in fact, he's like he's 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 swinging both swords coming at you. And as he's gyrating, the the necklace with the pinky sort of like comes up, and almost as if it can sense its former master, uh, it, it it somehow like just crooks a little and then cocks and then hits her in the cheek and pull and ends up pulling him to the side and throwing off his entire balance and he ends up going in a whirlwind spilling end over end on himself in a very silly fashion and uh it is Vermax's turn as uh as they're falling from that tipping he is going to attempt an uppercut as he's falling using gravity to his advantage and rolls a 10 with the first fist, which I'm assuming is going to miss. Not gonna do it. Then jabs again for the chest for a 12. Nope. In that case then, he goes to swing, but completely misses and just punches the air and a whoosh, whoosh, and goes, ah, that, what? Oh, he's, he's over there. Oh, I missed him. Sorry, guys. It is Mason's turn. Ha ha, you tripped, idiot. <laughs> I'll just do the, the casual usual with me blades. I'm going to sling those puppies out. And then, consider, is he, is he laying, laying down now from falling? Uh, yeah, he's prone. I'll say that. Well, then, I'm going to go for his legs because this, this guy's annoying me. So, yeah. Ooh, take my finger with you. I'll take your legs then. That's definitely even. <laughs> Give me my finger back! <laughs> Slice down on him. I assume with... Is it an is it an instacrit if he's... It's down? advantage. What, what is, uh, that's a 25 for the first hit. You got it. It's a 9 damage. Second attack is an 18. Yep, 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 and yep. And 5 damage. All right. Plunges both weapons into each of his legs individually. Ah! Ah! Prick. <laughs> My meaty legs. Oh, no. Blake, it is your turn. Uh, Asos, you're on deck. I look at Asos. Do you still need me for this, or can I go join the party, or... No, y yeah, y you can go ahead. I don't think I'll need anything. Well, I might need one thing, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. Great. Go ahead. Hey, thank you. And, um... How far is like this? In how far is um? You you can reach him. You can reach him. You can reach him. Yeah. 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 Uh, I go ahead and dash over. Well, second time's the charm, and again, once again, brandishing their scythe and taking the blood that they already they cut themselves to help out uh, Asos with his ritual. Comes down with a very bright slash. Um, advantage still because he's still prone. Uh, yes. First one. First one, a great a twelve. Ah. Second ah. attack. Okay, thank God. 23. Yep, that'll do it. The first, uh, the first, um, attack is he, they try to, like, butt them with the stick part of the scythe, and the dude just kind of whooshes his head past. Second one's coming down with the blade down on his shoulder, and for a whopping seven plus nine damage for the, um, scythe attack that connected. Yeah, he cries out in pain. Now it is Asos' turn. All right, so I, I float over to the east side, I grab the dagger in my pouch and grab a lock of my hair and cut it. So then I put that on the cloth and I start doing the chicken dance around the east part of the circle and chanting in Celestial. You know, just just for just for you know funny's sake, uh, Blank can actually under understand Celestial. That's one of their languages. Well, just give me a taste of what you're chanting here, buddy. <laughs> The chicken snake will rise. The chicken <laughs> snake will rise. What the hell is going on over there? What did I give my blood for? And that will end your turn? Yes, that's what I'm doing. Great, I'll need everyone that's like pounding on this guy to make a dexterity save. Uh, yeah, dex, my favorite. I'm definitely good with them. Oh, 19. 
Yeah. 17. Yeah, you got it. You all are, are good. You you managed to catch his uh, sort of shifty nature as he pulls into his robe. Uh, you all suddenly, like, like, jump out of the way, get back as he brandishes this sort of magical orb that just comes out in a, a blast of force energy, just radiates from it. All it manages to do, though, is kick up the dust around him, and he slowly rises to his feet, and he's like, oh, I ain't gonna let that guy finish his, his summoning if, it, if it's the last thing I do. He then takes the orb, and he points it up to the sky, uh, or, I mean... There is no he, sky. He points it in the direction of his wrecked, of the wrecked ship that's still hanging in the sky. And this orb shoots out this beam and it, it, it uh, latches onto the ship. And now this ship is coming towards everybody on the moon. Vermac, it's your turn. Uh, okay. I'm going to just go. Are they still prone or they, they just shot up? They're up. They, okay. they shot Fair up. Fair enough. Well, uh, I'm just going to do a one, two swing for a. 25 to hit and a 11 to hit. 25 will hit, the 11 will not. Okay, well, I'm just going to punch him square in the nose for a uh, 12, which is just going to be a loaded like with every bit of strength he has in him to get square in the nose, try and break it. His head knocks back with a loud sickening crack and it is Mason's turn. Okay. Mason, having seen he has an orb thingy, Mason is going to try and do a very high kick towards his arm as he's lifted it up, trying to kick him in the kind of wrist, trying to get him to drop it. You that got doesn't it. work. He'll just try it again. <laughs> but that's a seven. That's a no. And a 19. A 19 will hit. I won't roll damage because mine's zero damage. Um, but does he drop the orb? Uh, yes, I'll say you you managed to kick that thing out of his grasp. All right, nice. However, the ship is still hurtling towards y'all. Can I grab it with a bonus action, maybe? Yeah. Make a dexterity save. Or, no, 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 uh, dexterity check. Dex check. Eh, that's a 10. Uh, it just fumbles out of your hand as it's going to the ground. Shit. It smashes on the ground. Blanket is your turn. Well, good try. Let's see if killing him will do anything. Uh, once again, she kind of uh, rotates the scythe over her shoulders and grabs it with her left hand. Takes uh, the swipe. First attack. Come on. Ah. First for a 12. Second one. Thank you. For a 20. There um, you go. And once again, the first one attacks for 8 plus 4. This one does 12 damage. Kind of trying to go for his neck and try to see if he can bleed out from there. How do you kill this, this person? Oh, if not, I guess no need for just slashing at the neck. Seeing the opportunity, he's kind of fumbled by the kick that um, Mason gave to his wrist. Well, night-night, and just one clean sweep, almost. You can hear the slice through the air as the scythe just... and decapitates him as his head kind of rolls and thunks on the floor. Hooray! And that leaves Asos to finish his summoning ritual. All right, so the guy that's attacking us is dead, right? Yes, he just died. There is a ship hurtling towards you guys. All right. Would I, would it be possible for me to take a break from the the summoning I'm performing right now and instead... Uh, Ghouli, who's just been kind of chilling at the ship, suddenly goes, Don't you dare stop that ritual, boy! The whole world depends on it! And you have been a mighty crew. He goes into the ship. The next thing you see is it fly up into the air. The fish is swimming. It swims. It, it goes uh, straight for the ship. And he goes, uh, Cooly booly dooly! And then blows like there's an explosion of uh, fine materials and, and powders and, and, and wood chips go through the air. Uh, and you are left to finish your summoning ritual. Cooly! <laughs> oh, there goes the fish. Wait, how are we getting back home? Oh, uh, we'll figure it out later. Yeah, right now, ritual. Uh, Mason, I don't think you'll be too happy about this, but I'm gonna need that finger, buddy. <laughs> ah, shit, how do I think that was gonna happen? Fine. Not like you were, you know, you didn't have it for how many years? Yeah, I haven't had it for a while now anyway. Snaps the, the necklace off the other dude's neck and just does a does a... Uh, just sprints full speed over at you, or throws it at you, or you come over to him. I don't know. Just gets it to you. Just 
throw it over for me. Yeah, just throw it. I'm a little throw bit the far. Thing. Yeet. Make a dex check. No, I'm just kidding. You got it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I, I, I was expecting that, actually. <laughs> All right. So, I grab a hold of the finger, and I put it dead center between the west and east. So, it's like right in the circle of the... Right in the middle of the circle. And I start making a snake motion. All I... I fall to the ground and I start crawling like a snake around it and start chanting. And at the end, I jump up and say, Kowoto! Up here! There's a moment where nothing happens. Uh. So, was the finger and my blood just, you know, flavor? Is it invisible? Yeah, well, no. I need. I no, lost no, no, my no, pinky no, no. finger. I mean, I, I kind of, a, I was kind of attached to that thing. We well, weren't actually, guys. Guys, it's okay. D- d- shut up. <laughs> That's a technicality. <laughs> I, you know what I meant. Uh, it'll uh, just give it a moment. Just it's give it a couple moment. moments. It takes time. It, it's you a grower. Is it it's invisible? Are you, Calm are you, down. What What does it look like? Because it's manifesting. Calm uh, down. It's, it's taking its sweet time. We have things to do. Didn't we have an appointment at seven? The moon begins to rumble and shake beneath your feet. Suddenly from the shadows, a giant form manifests and, and, and comes out. And all you can see is this sort of silhouette of this giant snake-like figure and these two immensely powerful glowing eyes. It then shoots up word yonder just like up almost into like uh, some van- vanish point and then comes back down hits somewhere you're not and just gracefully slithers around you can't completely see this but it, it encapsulates the moon and sort of uh, constricts and all you-, you feel the shaking stop settle and everything's serene and you know that the moon has stopped and then the 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 snake-like figure starts to unravel from the moon, comes up as its head in difference. Is that our ride home? It's so majestic. What? It's looking at me funny. Look, I think this is our tax. It uh, lowers its massive head. Asos, you hear this message in your head, in your mind's eye, uh, Asos, and then it the snake slithers off into the universe. Wait, we need to wait. wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I mean, we need a ride back. Uber? Uber. Don't worry, don't worry. We will solve this the same way we solved getting down with the dragon. Please. Hold on, no. hold on, hold on. <laughs> he winds his fist up and just <gasps> punches downwards at the moon. One Shot Wonders Off Book is produced by Interstice Productions. Today's episode starred Tyler X. Kuntz as your dungeon master, Synth as Blank, Loft Dominguez as Lesos, Castaro, Crosshire as Vermac, and Jake the Leg Goblin as Mason. More details about our cast and where to find their social media can be found in the descriptions. If you want to help support our productions and join our community, check out our Patreon, where you can join our Discord, give suggestions for future episodes, get early ad-free episodes, and get entered into our shout-out pool. Interstice Productions, where worlds collide.